This podcast is here to support your wellness journey through solo episodes and conversations with experts on all things well-being, fitness, and lifestyle. I'm Katerina, certified personal trainer, sports science MSc, and wellness coach. I'm so grateful you've landed here. Now take a deep breath, exhale, and let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Tuning In podcast. I'm so grateful you've decided to spend some time with me. I know there's so many other podcasts out there in the world and I'm just another voice, but thank you for joining me in this little corner of the world, um, talking about things that I love to geek out on, which is all things wellness, health, lifestyle, all that good stuff. So in this first episode, I thought it would be good to just set a foundation and kind of talk about my approach to wellness, um, see if it resonates with you, because I think that wellness can become a little bit overwhelming, a little bit complicated, And over the years, I've come to realize that it doesn't need to be that way. Uh, We can really simplify wellness. And actually, when it's simple, it's usually better. I know that I kind of feel my best when I don't feel overwhelmed and burnt out by all the things I believe I need to do to make me feel quote-unquote well and kind of adhere to that idea of what wellness people should look like, like a person that works in wellness and a person that kind of enjoys learning about wellness and taking part in wellness. So yeah, with that being said, this episode is just going to dive into that and I want to give you some tangible steps to take away and start to simplify wellness for yourself and yeah and just elevate your day-to-day well-being because who doesn't want to do that? So the wellness industry is loud and she is opinionated. I feel like there is always somebody telling us what to eat, how to move our body, what supplements we should start taking. Oh my gosh, the supplements. I have spent so much money on supplements, I tell you. Um, there's like taking cold showers, cold baths, heat, infrared, la 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 la, you name it. There's somebody waxing lyrical about all the things you should do. And it just gets so overwhelming, especially when half the time these experts are contradicting each other. One corner saying eat more fat, the other corner saying don't eat fat, sugar, blah, 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 blah. Like it's so noisy and rarely there's any hard science to cut through all these claims and get a clear understanding of what's really going on. So it does just become just a lot really, it becomes a lot. And 
if you found yourself here, you are probably a self-development junkie like me. I see you. I am you. I love to expand. I'm always working on myself. But over the years, I feel like I've created a filter around myself so that I'm able to only take on what is really going to serve me. And I get to just release the rest, which is feels like a weight has been lifted, I tell you. Honestly, for so long, I felt as though I was kind of trapped under the rubble of wellness. Um, okay, that's a little bit of an extreme thing, but I was deep into wellness and I felt like I had to do all of the things. And if I wasn't doing all of the things, then my health was going to suffer long and short term and I would be the reason for that. And on top of all of that, I also live with a couple of chronic illnesses and boy, the wellness world does love to attach itself to chronic ill health. Um, just a little derail here, but I feel like it's helpful to share my experiences, my personal experiences with the world of wellness and it might resonate for some of you like with everything take what lands leave what doesn't um but yeah so i mean my personal experiences with having chronic illness in the wellness space i felt like i was the target of a lot of these things like if you've got this 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 you should be doing this 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 and this and i'm not talking about just basic self-care or like being as healthy as possible like that's kind of bare minimum, like we get that, like totally fine. It was more like, you need to eat this specific diet. No, you need to eat this diet. And if you're not, that's why you're ill in the first place. When, I mean, it's not like, it's a genetic condition, but anyway, some of them will lead you to believe that it's all your fault. But yeah, we love to uh, victim blame here. And yeah, and and somebody working in the wellness world now, I'm really disappointed in that kind of snake oil salesman approach because it really latches onto people's deepest fears and pain points. And I think that's really icky. <laughs> I don't like that at all. It becomes guilt trippy, shaming you. And again, that just adds another layer of complexity that doesn't need to exist. And it is complicated because especially when you do have chronic illness, you want to take some of that autonomy back by doing these things. But there's definitely a fine line between being taken advantage of and being like walked down the wrong path and then actually like being properly supported. Um, and so that's why I've got all these filters up now, which really helps me to navigate that. And it doesn't only apply to people with chronic illnesses. I think that some of the wellness industry does latch on to, yeah, those fear and pain points of like weight loss or not liking your appearance and then telling you that you need to do all of these things and then you'll be exactly the way you want to be and quote-unquote should be. Beyond all of the icky marketing tactics and 
like the consumerism and the economics of wellness I feel like that's a whole other other podcast episode once you've found the practices that really resonate with you and that you enjoy doing sometimes that enjoyment kind of goes out the window and it just feels like another chore on the to-do list and if you're already on the cusp of burnout adding more to your load is pretty counterintuitive so how do we get to simplify wellness this is what we're here for let's start off with defining what wellness actually means so this is kind of a generic definition that you'll get if you type it into google something along this these lines wellness is a holistic multi-dimensional concept that encompasses various aspects of an individual's overall health and well-being. It goes beyond the absence of illness and encompasses physical, mental, emotional, social, and even spiritual aspects of a person's life. Wellness is often described as a state of optimal health and vitality, where an individual is actively engaged in activities and practices that promote their physical and mental health, enhance their quality of life, and help them to achieve their full potential. Okay, so that is the kind of overall definition of what wellness is. This pursuit of optimal well-being in all these subcategories, which is great and it's a very holistic model and yep, 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 love, love, love. The only thing that I don't disagree with but it doesn't fully sit fully right with me I suppose is the word optimal when I hear that word my body kind of tenses a little bit it feels like a big heavy word what does optimal actually mean because it can feel like this goalpost that's just always shifting Like you can never fully quite reach this optimal state. And I mean, that's great for the wellness industry um, because we're always going to be interacting with it, but it's probably not best for you or me. So the truth is that optimal wellness will look different from person to person. And we're going to dive into that in just a moment. So ultimately, we can kind of sift wellness down to being about feeling really grounded, connected to self, that inner peace and spaciousness, and being able to handle challenging times without becoming completely overwhelmed because your cup is so full. I mean, that's how I view wellness and that's how I operate within this wellness space. Okay. So let's get into some steps. These are tangible steps you can take away after you've listened and yeah, get started. Okay, so step number one, write down in your journal and get really clear on what fills up your cup. What are your energy givers? And you can write a really nice long list and yeah, go wild, write them all down. 
Then kind of step 1.2 would be to just circle or write down in another list all the things that are accessible to you right now in this season of life. Step two is all about defining your optimal. And actually, instead of having optimal as being the sole focus, I like to kind of work with this sliding scale of baseline, better, and best. Because this honors the different seasons of life without placing too much pressure on always existing in this optimal space. So it's still about working towards a state of being well enough to deal with challenges better and feeling like your cup is super full and overflowing, this state of overflow, but still understanding, accepting and honouring that there will be moments where things shift and sometimes might feel like you're taking a step back and just accepting that and knowing that that is okay and part of life as well. So again, in your journal, begin by defining your baseline level of wellness. So for me, baseline is absolute bare minimum and it looks like maybe a bit of breath work, which could be like taking a deep breath in, holding, releasing whilst the kettle is boiling right, super easy, super integrated into my everyday, and then just moving when I can, again, coming back to my chronic illness thing, which is kind of a unique-ish situation, sometimes I feel like my body has enough energy to do that, sometimes it doesn't, so yeah, just moving when I can in an an intuitive way, Um, and yeah, just feeling like I'm okay, My head is above water, but I'm not super, super charged. And if a challenge did arise right now, I wouldn't have a huge amount of energy to give to it. And, you know, like my head would feel like it's sinking underwater a little bit uh, quicker, I guess. So my better looks like a few more anchor points throughout my days. So checking in with my breath, exercising at least three times a week, getting out in nature and sunlight, meditating. These are the things that fill up my cup. So remembering we've written down the list that fill up of things that fill up our cups and they're unique to us. That's why I've got these in my list. Um, And then best includes all of the above, but with even more spaciousness in terms of how I feel and handle things. There's a little bit more pause in between my thought, my speech, my day. Um, Even when it is quite busy, it feels spacious enough. Um, And I feel like I would be able to handle challenge without feeling completely overwhelmed or drained. Okay, so play around with those prompts and see what comes up for you. Step three is actually a bit of a chunky one and it's not really a step, it's more of a section. And I've actually created a whole course on this and it's absolutely free. You can get it by clicking the link in the show notes, but I'll give you an overview here and walk you through how to set up a morning ritual. This is all about kind of creating practices that elevate and sustain your daily sense of well-being 
and keeping you up in that kind of topped up cup state, right? So trying to avoid burning out on wellness, um, but having wellness be a part of your day to day, just naturally and in a very easeful way. So it's all about building wellness practices into your day. So let's look and focus on the morning as an example. So I refer to mornings as takeoff rituals because that's exactly how a morning should feel. Not like you're falling headfirst down a hill into your coffee, then into your first meeting. No, (laughs) it should feel like a steady ascension, like a plane taking off. Now, of course, everybody's home setup looks different. Some of you will be caregivers. Some of you will have uh, personal medical priorities you have to deal with first thing. And that is what is so great about this approach. It honors all of that. It's not super prescriptive. So again, grab your journal and write down level one, level two, and level three. Level one is when you only have 10 minutes to get up and get out of the door or get on with your day. Level two is when you have between 15 to 30 minutes. And level three is when you have 45 minutes plus. So then go back to that list of energy givers you've written down and think about which nourishing practices or activities you'd like to add to your takeoff rituals and ones that align with the amount of time and energy you have first thing in the morning and that of course makes sense for a morning routine. And there's no right or wrong, just go with what you feel would be supportive for you. And this is about exploring and seeing what works and what needs to be tweaked. So once you've got your levels one, two, and three, maybe stick them somewhere you'll remember, so a mirror or in your hallway or in your kitchen or in the fridge. So you'll just kind of remember to check in with them every day. And then the next day you get to start experimenting. When you wake up, decide how much time and energy you have and which level correlates. Carry out your takeoff sequence and just notice how you feel straight after, a few hours after, and later in the day. And again, see what works and what needs to be tweaked. The great thing about this approach is that it's integrated with your non-negotiables anyway, so you're sort of intuitively habit pairing, and habit pairing is a great technique that gets you to start a new habit. So for example, brushing your teeth in the morning might be paired with saying your affirmations in your head, right? So that's your habit pairing. Okay, I feel like that was a lot and a lot for you to get started with as well. I would love to know how you get on, so please drop me a DM on my Instagram. I'm at catdoeswellness. And if you want any more guidance and dive deeper um, into the morning rituals, Uh, sorry, takeoff rituals, landing rituals, afternoon activation, and then movement, click the link below and join the five days to wellness challenge. And yeah, remember that all these things take time. Wellness should always be supporting you and not causing more overload and overwhelm in your life. 
and always approach things with a healthy dose of self-compassion. All right, I will speak to you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. As with everything in life, take what lands and leave what doesn't. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review. You can connect with me. I'm at Cat Does Wellness on Instagram and Facebook. And visit www.catdoeswellness.com for free resources, blog entries, and more. Until next time, from my heart to yours. <laughs>